0: Welcome, welcome, welcome podcast listeners. It's number 255 of the Fro Talk podcast. That is, that number pleases me. I don't know why, but it does. Um, you're here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. That's me. You're also joined by Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Yeah.
1: Way. I mean,
0: we're, we're generally quite light on the ground today, aren't we? Like, compared to previous weeks. Yes.
1: Because
0: we've had quite a roster, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> but... It's it's all good. Like the the best ones are here.
1: We, <laughs> don't tell them we said that.
0: Well, I mean, they could listen to this if they wanted to. <laughs> we'll we'll find out if they do when we get like in our in our like group chat. Oi,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oi, pricks! Yeah, yeah.
0: What you what you been saying, you fuckers? <laughs> oh, that's that's how British people work, though, isn't it? Like you can tell the level of friendship you are with someone by like the the heinousness of the insults that you hurl at each other yeah absolutely uh,
1: the, uh, the worse the insults the better friends you are that's how that's, that's literally how we work indeed yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah if people
0: like uh like eavesdropping on your conversation and go <laughs> An insult that you've uh, that you've hurled <laughs> at your friend. You know that you're really good
1: friends. <laughs> Absolutely,
0: indeed. Uh, but that's that's how it works anyway. So we we've got we've got quite a bit. I mentioned at the end of last podcast. In fact, actually, it was some point during the middle of last podcast that I had a, a heartfelt story to to mention. Did,
1: and then you never told it,
0: and I. <laughs> like the the (laughs) cocktees of of stories uh that will be resolved this week don't worry i'm not trying to do this whole tantric thing with you all (laughs) lead you on for another three weeks we are going to talk about it today um in some detail as well because that whole situation has been resolved um but let's uh let's start the way that we usually do and go what you been up to matt
1: Ah, oh, right well i guess i will give a little bit of like a sort of resolution to what i mentioned was it last time that i mentioned the Les Paul had died a minor death
0: well if you have I, done then this is a I, quite an anticlimactic I, way of saying I've, it
1: i've definitely said it i it was either last week or the week before i yeah. can't remember yeah I, I yeah can't, defo defo can't remember when my first one back after tt was i can't remember when tt was time is just yeah stopped I had COVID and lost all sense of time.
0: <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Not only do you lose sense of smell and taste, but you also lose <laughs> a sense
1: of time. Yeah, everything just blends into one. But yeah, so I've I finally managed to get myself free of COVID so that I could take it up to the guitar tech locally. Yeah. Um, Who said it is repairable? Which is absolutely fantastic news. Then he said, "I've got a re- I've got a lot on now, um, obviously because he like not doing anything for." two weeks over tt and then i'd not been able to take it to him for another week and a half after that yeah so there was another week and a half of jobs that had jumped the queue from when i was a gen- i was literally going to him <laughs> at 9 a.m on the day that he opened then i tested positive on the saturday before that so
0: <laughs> so that's kind of bumped you back in the queue oh. yeah
1: b- bumped me way back in the queue but yeah so i took it up to him and he's like yeah it's not quite sitting flush so there's the things there might be a couple of like wood fibers like have splintered off, but not completely. So he's going to try and clear out the the thing so that it'll sit absolutely flush, and then um, glue it down. And yeah, he said it's it, it's a long enough kind of break that yeah, um, it should hold. It it should hold. And the the lucky thing is it's fully through on the as you're looking from the like if you're playing the guitar as you're looking from the top, it's fully through on that side. But if you flip the guitar over, it hasn't actually completely severed on the bottom half so there's this it's not like it it's there's a long split but it doesn't go from one side to the other it just goes along and then goes flap down the headstock for a little bit so it's not completely off because i thought just the 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 paint on the front was the only thing like stopping the whole headstock from completely being apart from the body but actually there's a bit of like a, a small bit of wood that is kind of holding there that stopped stopped it from completely flapping off
0: Okay, so it's it's almost kind of held in place, ready to be glued.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is kind of handy. What he will do is, you just said, it'll he'll slide something really thin in with, with, with the glue on, pour yeah. the glue in, slide that in, and then just clamp it down and wipe off any excess. Yeah. But yeah, it is repairable, which is fantastic news. I mean, I can stop looking at guitars to buy, <laughs> because like, I was... Basically, obviously, I have got insurance, so yeah. I was like, right, okay, I know roughly the value of uh, nineteen ninety. I think it's a nineteen ninety-three Les Paul Studio, yeah, which is all they'd give me the value for. They wouldn't give me the value for like the fact that it's got you know custom pickups and a custom wiring harness and locking and tuners and yeah, because all that's stuff's not broken. Hundreds yeah. Of, yeah, hundreds of hours of work done to it by the the guitar geek. Yeah,
0: um, like the but, yeah. bespoke bespoke work that's done on it <laughs> is kind of. By the wayside, isn't it? And I'm glad that I'm glad that it is repairable because now that is, yeah, it's not no longer a loss, is it?
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. So, like, basically, my option was to either try and pick up another ninety studio and just kind of live with it as a studio, or whether I just you know picked up something else for about twelve hundred quid, which seems to be roughly what they're going for. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I'd been searching around to see if I could find or what i might replace it with because i think as much as there's a lot on the market out there i don't think i could live without a gibson at this point yeah for just because obviously with the the band that does the blues rock and the the, the rock and roll i just I, I need something at least less poorly. and i've never f- like uh, I, d- I like as much as epiphone do great guitars they're a bit sticky Same with PRS, like, people were recommending, like, PRS guitars to me, and I was like, look, they are good guitars, don't get me wrong, but I just, I can't get on with the finish. Like, my forearm sticks to them when I play, and I'm a sweaty man. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I just can't be doing with that, whereas, like, the Les Pauls, even the, as long as they've got a nitro finish on them, like, it's just a satin feel everywhere, and just, yeah. Whether I was thinking about an SG rather than a Les Paul. Nice. Because I really like the look of a cherry cherry red SG, yeah, with a full batwing wing guard. Obviously, not the half guard. Whoa, so
0: whoa, whoa, whoa! You've <laughs> ruined it, my friend. You've ruined it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we—I mean, I'd consider half guard if it was the right guitar. But Ooh. yeah, but yeah, uh, I don't need to look at that now. Which also means, unfortunately, because I spent like two and a half weeks not knowing, I spent two and a half weeks looking at guitars, which means Facebook and Twitter and my emails are just flooded with adverts for guitar. Oh yeah yeah. Just, everything is tracking everything you do. So I get like ten times more emails from Gak and Andertons and Guitar Guitar and Gear for Music than than I've done and like, They're like vultures, all of them are advertising to me on Facebook now, whereas I very rarely saw guitar adverts before that. Whereas now everything I see is just whether it's like Kickstarters for guitar picks and stuff. Mm, like, mm, why do you need a Kickstarter for a fucking Plectrum? But there are Kickstarters for Plectrum. Is it that
0: apparently. weird magnetic Plectrum that it does like, it's apparently got like a way of doing effects using the Plectrum?
1: No. This is a different The one I keep getting is it's like a thick one, but it has a, like the contour of your thumb on it. on one side and flat on the other because apparently that's the best way to have the grip for the plectrum okay Mm. and it's they've got a so they've got a quote unquote thin medium and thick but the thickness of the grippy bit is the same always and it's only like the top five mil that changes Uh, that's fucking ridiculous (laughs) and I'm like what is this nonsense but I get like I see that Kickstarter advert three times a day
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I must admit, like I don't get much uh, like much guitar stuff anymore because I haven't like searched for searched for guitars. But it, you can see it every time you you search for anything particular. Like because recently I've searched for um, for some D and D stuff. Like I bought a D and D starter pack, and now every so often <laughs> on Facebook, it's oh like this this dice companies going out of business and they're selling their dices off at like eighty percent uh reduction yeah. I'm like that's a fucking scam surely that's a scam but I'm being <laughs> still being served this one and then the other day uh it's it's gotta be about three or four times now there's a company that are selling uh like certain dice die dice made out of cheese and I Ooh, that's cheese dice yeah like delicious <laughs> but what the fuck? <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, impractical. Yeah, really, really. I mean, you get peckish during the game, and then you go, "Oh, you've got to roll a d D20. I no longer have a d twenty, unfortunately. <laughs> the best, I <laughs> best I can but offer you was... is this d four, and I'll roll that a couple of fucking times. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. So, <laughs> yes, that's uh, that's yeah the the creepiness of the internet at the
1: moment, isn't it? It is, and the problem is it's got me going down the rabbit hole so much that I'm like, well, if I sold this, and I sold this, and I sold this, I could buy – so, like, obviously, like I say, I, I decided that I was going to get a Gibson, but, like, at the same time, the Nick Don- Nick Johnson Scheckters keep coming up as well.
0: Oh, they're very and, good.
1: And I just, like, yeah, I ended up – I was I, – Basically, I think it was Sunday, and like we were just, I was flicking through YouTube on the TV. Yeah. um, And like just flicking through, and it ended up being a shootout of, it was an Anderton shootout of five Fender Strat style guitars, all at 900 quid. And rather than saying these all sound vintage, or these all sound modern, or these have the vintage or modern features, it was just like these are all roughly 900 pounds. Here is sound samples. Here's us playing them rhythm, playing them lead. Here's what we think. And it was Pete Honoray, is he on? Yeah, a, yeah, no, and, yeah. and Lee just t- chatting about them. And I was, like them. They, they had the Silver Sky SE, they had the Nick Johnson Strat, they had the Vintera. Is it Vintera?
0: That says about they, right. Yeah,
1: they had the, the 60s and they had the player or whatever it is. I can't remember if it's the player or the professional that is the, the 900. It must be the player, surely. The high end Mexico. Like yeah, the, yeah,
0: like maybe like Nitro finished player or something. Yeah,
1: but yeah, it was, it was those five guitars. And like the more they were sitting, I was just like, oh, the ebony board on that fucking Mick mm-hmm. Johnson just looks so good and it sounded great. And they're yeah. just like, yeah, it's got a thin neck. And I was like, oh, and they're like, but actually, it doesn't feel that thin and it doesn't feel like a flat board. And I was just like, oh, I just want one. I
0: mean, yeah, you do. I mean, the, the, the times that I've played them, and you know this, yeah, I've come back but... from guitar, guitar going, yeah, I really need one of those because they're
1: really fucking good. The only reason I haven't already put one on my credit card is because I want the orange finish one, but with a black with an ebony board, and they don't do it. It uh, only comes with the maple board.
0: Well, there you go. So you need to buy two, and then switch. <laughs> well, I did
1: say this to the missus. when she, I was like, look at, look at this orange guitar. And she's like, oh, that's epic, but why hasn't it got a black board? And I'm like... I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, at the moment they do like a special edition.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, but yeah, trigger pulled.
1: That's The o- the only thing that stopped me at the moment. But I do like the Arctic White, and I do like the the Shell Pink, and I don't mind. I forget what they their version of blue is.
0: Yeah, they they did like a Sonic Blue kind it's of. A, it's a
1: Sonic Blue, but they don't call it Sonic Blue. They call it.
0: Yeah. Uh, like atomic Arctic blue. Arctic
1: Frost. It? It's Arctic Frost. Is yeah. what they call it.
0: Uh yeah, it looks good. Honestly, it looks good. Oh, the that version in both the um the triple uh, single coil and the HSS setup. Yeah, I've tried and both very good.
1: Yeah, and I think I'd probably go for a, a triple single coil and just have that as my strat, and and then have the Les Paul and just never need another guitar. Run the Variax if I absolutely had to do a gig with one guitar.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's like the best of both, isn't it? Or like the the compromise for both. Because you've got yeah. the straight tones if you need it, and then you've got the booker in the bridge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I ran this weekend in, in Segway. I just did a Segway. I don't think I've ever done that before. Shit, man. Where I did two gigs this weekend. Woo-woo. Two of the weirdest gigs I've ever done. Because like, I, I think I did an hour and 15 minutes at the first one and an hour and a half at the second one. Like, normally that's a, a set yeah but like, yeah so the first one was a birthday party, and um our drummer is in a pearl jam tribute act who are on before us, okay um, and yeah it was it was basically somebody's birthday party that um we know we know her partner he he did it actually did all the um monitoring for this all the all the on stage sounds at the big eighteen eighty six stage he's a sound engineer, he's worked in the u k in the past, and he was he did all the sound for like Jesse J and for the darkness and for all the other acts that were over and chic and, and, and everybody, but yeah. And, and he, he was just like his, his partner is big into music. So we just had a, a small, small party and yeah, I think we played for about an hour and 10 minutes and it was, it was just really good fun. We were all crammed in. It was only, it's a tiny little cricket club. Um, like their, their cricket club bar and, yeah. um, and it was maybe fifty, sixty people, and we were all crammed into a tiny corner, and I didn't really have any space to move. But it was actually really good fun. Everyone was really enjoying themselves, but it was weird just playing for an hour and ten minutes. Like,
0: yeah, you feel like the the night's incomplete.
1: Yeah, like I was waiting to go on for the second set while breaking down my gear. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> not used to this. Yeah, yeah. And then the second one we did a a, a company's summer party, which was festival themed, which was great, nice, but. Uh, they told us initially oh yeah we want you guys to do from eight till quarter to nine then quarter past nine till ten and then we'll have the dj on yeah and we were like okay awesome early night and then we got there set up in set up in the morning before all the guests arrived and we went oh great we'll see you at eight o'clock then and they went "Mm, you're not on till quarter past nine we're like sorry what now
0: (laughs) that makes our set really (laughs) short then
1: Say what now? And they're yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. They they changed the changed the timings of everything last night. You, you're not aware of this? <laughs> no. So does
0: this we're... look like a face that's aware <laughs> of the details you are giving?
1: Yeah. So we, so we we must have so we went on. Yeah, quarter to nine till half nine, yeah. and then went back on at eleven.
0: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> so we did forty five minutes. Yeah then had an hour and a half break, and then did another 45 minutes. I
0: mean, you know what? You do you, corporate <laughs> event. You do you.
1: I mean, everyone was really enjoying themselves. And, like, the the thing is, they weren't quite drunk enough to get up and dance when we first got on. Yeah. As we were coming to the end of our first set, they just about filled the dance floor with drunk people. Yeah. Oh Then dear. we went off. <laughs> oh, then, dear. Then, then, then we went off, and they had some weird people dancing with fire outside and you know like festival atmosphere kind of stuff and the dj just put some music on in the background yeah yeah. and they did that for like half an hour of that and then there was a raffle and then again we go back on at 11 by about 20 past 11 people are up and dancing but we're on the on for another 25 minutes and then they're (laughs) like they're they're chanting for more and we're going well the license finishes in 15 minutes and your bus is here (laughs) (laughs) Yep, but sure we'll do another one. So we did another one, and then they were like, "No, your bus is really leaving now." So yeah, <laughs> see you later. It's, it's, yeah, it's just the the weirdest kind of like, yeah, awkward thing. And then I came home and recorded a podcast. Ooh, not
0: not with me, you
1: didn't. <laughs> won't be reco- won't be released for for several weeks. But um, I will I'll try and work out when it's going to be released, and I'll talk about it on the cast leading up to but I I I guest hosted uh, or joined in on another another podcast
0: indeed traitor
1: <laughs> <laughs> fuck off you've, you've done this one as well <laughs> yeah I
0: have. yeah and that's as <laughs> met as like many hints as we're going to give for that one might <laughs> I suppose it's uh it's time isn't it it's time it that's it's... it's time that tell I'm... us
1: about your your how did you calamity or whatever you described it as
0: yeah so i went to i went to rehearsal it must be about two weeks ago now Uh, i went to rehearsal as i usually do packed my uh classic 30 which i don't usually bring to rehearsal i usually bring the ht5 (laughs) i decided because it because the the classic 30 was still downstairs in in our like landing area because i hadn't bothered taking it back upstairs I was like, I'll, I'll take that to practice rather than like drag the HT downstairs. So I took that and my pedal board, plugged in the HT30, switched it on, and what can only be described as, as bad weather started coming out of the back. <laughs> it, it sounded like thunder and looked like lightning.
1: Can I ask also, why were you videoing the back of your amp whilst you turned it on? Oh, I I'd,
0: I'd already st- switched it on by that point. And it had, oh, had you? Yeah. It's so, done a
1: weird noise and you...
0: No, I'd, I'd already seen the fact that there were purple flashes coming from the back, so I thought, well, I've got to film this, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> it's already fucked, so, like, how much more fucked can it get? Let's try it again. Yeah. And, like, if I switched it on and it was fine, then, yay. But no, no, no yay. Um, yeah, you, had,
1: you had purple lightning going between two 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 tubes.
0: Yes, yes, I did. Uh, but, yes, I decided to film it. Just so that it could show everyone. Um, I mean, you got to do content. The content made like <laughs> it don't usually come as spontaneous as that, but content's content, isn't it? Yes. Uh, it might actually feature in an, in a video that I'm doing soon with Pedalboards of doom as well. So, I don't know. Look out for that. You'll get to actually see the see the footage. But yeah, so my my amp decided to get fucked, um, and. It left me ampless for the, um, for the remainder of the the rehearsal. We got by, like I, man- I managed to scrape together some bits. But it, then the rehearsal was on Wednesday. The gig was on Friday. Um, <laughs> for the best will in the world, you can't get a replacement amp in that time. So the um the keyboard player has a son who plays guitar, um, who's <laughs> kind of. About five years younger than I am, so he's kind of. Okay. In fact, he's probably more than that. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's probably younger than Ollie actually. So, shit. But yeah, look. Like, so I, so he's
1: I, fifteen years younger. Than you. <laughs> yeah,
0: I and, and, <laughs> I know the guy. We, like we're saying, I've I've met him before. We've we've had conversations. We've geeked out about gear, um, and he's got a a boss katana just kicking about his parents' house. Like a katana, I think it's one of the Katana hundreds. Okay. Uh, So the keyboard player says, Yeah, yeah, you can borrow this. My son won't mind. Uh, So I got to play that during the gig. Uh, And like, awesome the fact that I had a replacement amp. Yay, replacement amp. (laughs) Um, Boss katana. It weren't as bad as it could have been. Like, I understand why people use them for gigs. I really do. Like the the sound is it's it's not bad. It's not it's not as good as the P V, but it's not bad. And it's yeah. lot like it's passable and the amp is probably an extra quarter bigger, like longer, but it's lighter as well. <laughs> it's lighter yeah. than the P V. So I understand that. I understand why people buy them. I understand the um kind of fascination by by these amps they they sound kind of kind of like a tube amp almost a little bit um but you get a lot less of the hassle i mean there was no lightning coming out the back of that one at all (laughs) so that's a big big bonus but i did I, i used that i got through the gig it sounded fine i played well enough that the amp didn't put me off um so that was really good. It, it, in fact, it was plenty loud. I, I used the attenuator on it to bring the volume down because it was okay. it was loud enough. I brought it down to I think fifty watt mode, which it was it was fine. And I was gunning the uh, channel volume as you're supposed to with those amps, apparently. Yeah.
1: Um, Wait,
0: yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. I I heard a trick the way that you get the best tone out of them is you absolutely gun the channel volume and use the master to uh, to set your the actual volume that you want. It doesn't mean that if you are using multiple channels on the amp you have to gun every one of the uh like channel volumes <laughs> to master like to to maximum to get the master to fit yeah all of those channels but I was using I was using it as a clean platform and and running it like that I had my mojo mojo on all night. So, I mean, it sounded mostly like that <laughs> uh, like as you do. So yeah, that was that. I have since uh, taken my amp to the, the repair guy who, who, who scared me a little bit. <laughs> he, like when I had a chat with him, he says, Oh yeah, these PVs are great, but they, the way that they make them, they've got like three PCBs, which basically stack on top of each other. Uh, And if anything goes wrong in those, they're a right bastard to get apart. Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) You went, I know where this is going. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What are the chances that that big lightning bolt from the back of my amp has has done some damage there? He's like, oh, yeah, that's very likely. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Um, Awesome. Yeah. Cheers. I wanted to hear. So, like, he sorted it out. Like, got all new power tubes. He's sorted out the resistors on the on the main board that were fried by the, the log fireworks in the back of the amp. <laughs> but he also found out that, look, on one of the uh, PCBs that were nestled inside, there were two capacitors that were leaking. So he's replaced those, but it did require him taking the whole thing apart, which yeah. basically the repair cost me... The like most of the way towards <laughs> the price that I actually paid for the amp, so that was a bit of a bummer. Uh, but he did, he showed me that the caps that were leaking and they were definitely fucked. Like there was yellow, yellow like yellow yeah. goop that had exploded <laughs> out the side of them. Like, yeah yeah those needed replacing. Went, yeah yeah I know yeah. <laughs> but all clouds have a silver sky lining, don't they? Ooh. They have a silver sky lining. So the uh, the amp guy, uh like he showed me the amp and he was like, Oh, yeah, look, here you go, switch it on, it's it's all working. I was like, Yeah, that's cool. And he says, Oh, I'll just go get my son's guitar to try it. I was like, Oh, that that weren't necessary. I I, I trust you. It's switched on. There's there's no fire coming out the back. We're all good. <laughs> he was like, No, 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 I'll go it. And he handed me this uh like strat looking guitar. I'm like, this is this is not quite a strat and then I turned it over. I was like that's a that's a PRS SE Silver Sky, that isn't it? It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> like my son, my son bought it a couple of couple of months back. He wanted to treat himself. I was like, he really fucking did, didn't he? <laughs> uh, so he handed him this this PRS SE Silver Sky, not in the finish that I would have personally, but
1: what finish was it?
0: It was like the kind of grey greeny, like just um, yeah, yeah. Like uninspiring green, I think I'd call it. <laughs> um, but even so, I played it. It sounded rather lovely. It played really, really nice. <laughs> um, and now I'm kind of jonesing for an SE because
1: they're 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 a bit weird, those, aren't they? Because they're not Fender or Gibson scale length. They're halfway between the two. Yeah. And the board is like eight point seven five instead of either seven point two five or nine It's like eight point two five or eight point five or something like that,
0: yeah, so on a fender scale length, if it's seven point two five or even if it's if it's any lower than the nine, I tend to feel it and i'm I'm not really into it but because the scale length's shorter, it compensates for that log like, awkwardness of the uh the radius and it feels nice so it's like the neck felt really good it felt comparable to the one on my um Variax, which is as you know it's a guitar that I I'd go straight to yeah so i think in my mind i've worked out that as the scale length gets shorter you can in, you, yeah you can increase like the you can tighten the radius on it and it won't affect me
1: but if if you've, got... it could also be that they make their guitars a little bit better than Fender make their lower range.
0: Controversial. No, I mean I've I've tried like high priced Fenders with silly boards on them as well, and I've not got on with them. I've tried higher priced Fenders with nine point five radius boards, and thought, well, this is substandard. <laughs> Uh, But the the one on the Variax, I believe that's a 12-inch radius, although I don't think it's mentioned anywhere. I think it's a 12-inch. And with 12-inch and the fender scale length, it feels really good. And I think that's what the Nick Johnson is.
1: No, the Nick Johnson's a 14.
0: Is it a 14? Yeah. Well, I know it felt comfortable. It felt really comfortable to me. Um, But, yeah, so I had no qualms with the the feel of the uh, Silver Sky. It was set up really nice. It had a lovely kind of two-post um, vintage tremolo system as well, which like if, if I'm going to have a tremolo system on a guitar, like a vintage trem system, I want it to be a two-post rather than the six screw because six screws, you might as well just not have that.
1: Yeah, just if you're going to put six screws in it, put them all into a solid body Yeah, and just clamp it down. Make sure it's really tight against the solid body, with no cutout, no springs, none of that nonsense. Just screw the screw the bridge to the body.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if it's going to be a six screw, it should be four screws at either corner, shouldn't it? Really,
1: (laughs) maybe one in the middle just to make sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just so it's not fucking going anywhere. Uh, But yeah, so i I was I was very very much taken aback by that because. I weren't expecting to be played an s e as well, so that took me by surprise um and it was it was really nice i I'm not entirely sure what finish I would have if I did buy one i think dragon it, fruit yeah that's it's a bit pink for me, i think, from what I've seen in the in, on the pictures, it's a little bit too pink yeah
1: i, I mean I get you but it's it's purply pink. It's not pinky pink. It's not like baby pink.
0: No. I mean, if it was baby pink, I, th- I think I'd get I'd get along with that a bit more. I think if you're going to go pink, go pink. If you're going to go red, go red. Don't give me something that's kind of... Pinky like, red. Yeah, that's too shy to go either way. I okay, think... Okay. I don't know. There was like a cream one, like a whitey, like Olympic white kind of finish. Um... If I'm remembering rightly, am I just dreaming this?
1: No, I, 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 let me look at the 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 range. What's what's the finish that you think you would go for? I think
0: I yeah, uh, I think I'd go. I don't know what because they've got that like disappointing green. They've got dragon fruit. Haven't they got a black and a white one? Either those, the other one.
1: Cream, yeah. Green. Oh, they've now got a. Oh no, that's the full one. I mean, i've searched se and they've given me a pink uh, like a shell pink one and i was like oh they've got a shell pink one now no that's two and a half grand that's not an se somebody's just listed that wrong
0: i mean <laughs> if that's what needs to happen <laughs>
1: um so that yeah there's there's a like what's the creamy white
0: yeah on? so that's olympic isn't it or
1: yeah i can't remember yeah, so they've got
0: they're calling it moon
1: white yeah, but yeah. <laughs> moon white. Um, <laughs> That's Jonathan. Stone blue Ryan. is the gray, Dis- Yeah, d-
0: green, disappointing green here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Dragon fruit, and I'm just trying to. Oh, wasn't form.
0: there like a like a dark grey one, like a gunmetal kind of finish?
1: I can't find one for sale in that colour. I I remember there being like a normal grey. Yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I'd go. For, I think I'd go for the white one. I'll be honest, or moon moon cream or whatever it's called. <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh, and you've got an evergreen, which is just green. like
0: Oh, look, uh, a Sherwood green, yeah, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So most places are just advertising the four, so the moon white, which is really cream, the evergreen, the dragon fruit, and the stone blue.
0: Yeah, see, the thing holding me back now is the fact that I know that I won't readily be able to get a talk guard for any of these. And... If I'm getting the cream one, it's definitely, definitely getting a torque guard. So
1: yeah, I mean, the only one I wouldn't put a torque guard on is the dragon fruit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest of them, I think, I think they would get a talk guard, and that's also part of the reason that I haven't got the Nick Nick Johnson as well, because I think if if I go for one, the if if I go, I'll probably go for the white one. Yeah, which means I want a black guard on it but you can't get because it's only two things and obviously it's not fender it's schecter i won't be able to get a guard for it easy
0: yeah you'd have to get one custom cut wouldn't you yeah yeah but if I you have
1: done in the past
0: yeah i mean if i'm spending 900 quid on the SA, i can spend an extra like 30 quid on getting a guard cut 100. for it yeah yeah why not go on chuck that in chuck that over the price <laughs> cool but so but yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I'm um, kind of dilemma with um, thinking about what I could get rid of off this rack to fund an essay. Just, but the, <laughs> yeah, the issue know. is, I'd probably be getting rid of loads of strat type guitars to get a strat type guitar.
1: Yes, but how often do you take those other strat guitars off the rack because you've got your Variacs? Yeah. I mean to be
0: fair, like the majority of that rack doesn't get any action. So
1: <laughs>
0: like yeah. come. right. Well, we've we've got some we've got some talking to do. We've got some talking.
1: We've got a hot I mean, take. You haven't mentioned your biggest piece of news. Have I? What's that? One of your videos got shared by the company that you made <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you so made you, the video
0: about. Uh, yeah, I suppose that is news, isn't it? Yeah. Go, go on. Go on. That's big news. Yeah. Like I feel like a proper proper person now. <laughs> because a lot of my videos are like just shouting into an ether where it gets you get like a little bit of traction within within the tiny little ecosystem that i've created you know there's a little bit of talk around the fret talk podcast a little bit of talk between like our circle of people and then that's it and i'm happy with that it's like yay my people like my stuff um but yeah tc electronic have shared a video that i posted three weeks ago on Pedalboard to do uh, about the TC Bucket Brigade, which I took a a slightly alternative take on it because there'd been, like I'd seen the Guitar Geeks video about it, which weren't that kind. <laughs> um, yeah, there were some unkind words said on that one. But there was like, there was that one, then there was another video on my newsfeed, and then there was another one and another one from all of these like big, like bigger YouTube yeah. chaps. So it was like, what what have they done? They've done, they've covered like all of the, they've done all, basically what I would do with like the no talk all tone and gone through all the, the dials on it and went like, this is the kind of sound that you can get if you're looking for this tone and that tone and whatnot. So I took a little bit of a, a different tact with it um, and took the back off it and went through the, uh, like those modulated um look the, the the speed of the modulation. I, I went through that. I did a couple of tracks as well. We did like a slap back. We did a pastiche for a Kiss song <laughs> which <laughs> seems to have flown under the radar. No one's mentioned that one yet. Um <laughs> and then I I mentioned the buffer in it as well. Which was really cool. Uh so it was like an alternative take on the um on the Bucket Brigade. And I still st- Absolutely stand by my statement in that that video that it's 60 quid. It's basically a carbon copy bright. Every time I've played it, I've come away from it. Like I've played it for longer than I should have. Yeah. I'm like I'll plug it in and go, I've got 15 minutes, I'll go do a demo. And then 30 minutes later, and I haven't even pressed record. Yeah. Like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I stand by the fact that it's it's an absolutely awesome pedal, and if you're after a no bells and whistles uh, delay pedal that just does it good, yeah, I'm happy with that. And but yeah, TC picked it up and have shared it on theirs, so that's like completely humbled me. Oh, I got a comment on one of my videos this week as well from uh, from uh, one of our long time listeners and early podcast. Uh, host as well, Moog, Mr. Moog, Gravit, uh, who happens to do video y stuff for a job. Um, and he, he complimented the the composition of my shots on one of the No Talk or Turn Verses. And that, again, like made my ego swell to massive proportions. <laughs> like, if this guy who does it for a living is saying, oh, that's a wicked shot. Absolutely. Right on. So, like, that's like massive big dick energy for my YouTube stuff as of late, so I'm happy with that.
1: Thanks.
0: Um, moving on from massive massive dick energy to a hot take. First of all, we'll we'll let jo- uh, Josh have his big dick energy moment as well because his um, poll from last week, which was. Oh, I f- fucking forgot how I worded it. Go on, I'll I'll get it up on the old, on the old. <laughs> was, Here we go. Right, something,
1: so something about gear with mojo on it.
0: Yeah, rare gear on does rare. not necessarily mean good gear, and therefore shouldn't demand a higher price. We had a few issues with the the statement itself, saying it was not like both the the terms in the statement could be true, but. This is how we ended up. So we've got 18% saying Rare Gear has Mojo and Mojo costs bank. And then 81% agreeing with Josh saying, hell nah, I ain't paying top dollar for Rare Gear. So Josh wins the hot take. He gets to take the crown for this week. But this, yeah.
1: Congratulations, Josh.
0: Indeed. The next one is a hot take. Not um, submitted by myself or yourself, Matt, but... Unwittingly plucked from the pedal boards of Doom Group, so we'll see if Mr. Joe f- Fles, <laughs> what <laughs> f- Fles Fles, Fles. Oh, yeah, Joe Fles, a man called Joe Fles, Flay Flay
1: Flay, mignon, indeed, <laughs> and that's
0: f- <laughs> fillet, isn't me. <it? laughs> Let's let's call him Joey Steak.
1: So, is is the is the hot take? How do you pronounce his name? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the hot take is I think it's Flair's not Flay. Maybe that. There we go. No, so Joe Joe Flares, or Joe, Joey Filet Mignon. Joey Stakes says good plugins sound just as good as if not better than a lot of tube amp slash pedal setups these days so I think this is worded very well to be able to defend (laughs) so let's dissect the wording a little bit here so good plugins sound just as good if not better so there's the qualifier it's not saying that they sound better they sound just as good if not better so it's kind of softening that that resolve there a little bit. And then it's yeah. this bit that I think really solidifies the fact that he's he's played it safe. So uh, as good as, if not better, than a lot of tube amps, pedal setups. So not all, a lot of. So. Well,
1: that becomes very, very, very subjective because if you've got a... 1980s tube amp that's had no work done to it where the the caps are leaking and you know it's it's got it's got a few issues in it and you've had to put a new speaker in it and it's not the right speaker voice for the right amp and you know you've you've got a the worst sounding tube amp that you can hear of blues junior Um, i think you might have sneezed there matt (laughs) (laughs) and it might have been you know treated poorly yeah. Like and then you've got a a a, a plugin based on a dumble. Yeah. Then they they're not like okay, they are comparable in terms of you could run your plugin based on a dumble through your Mac at your gig if you wanted to and get a potentially better sound. And I'm still saying potentially because I don't think you will. I yeah. I really like plugins. Great for recording. Great for home recording. Great for where you want to record and you can't turn up a tube amp. Yeah. Absolutely, but there is no way on earth I am taking a MacBook to a pub where pissed people are going to throw carling around. I mean, yes,
0: true, true. So I think the the devil's in the detail a little bit here is the fact that he's he's saying. A good plugin, so we're not looking at the kind of the free stuff. We're talking like the Helix Native, Upwards kind of stuff, like the Universal yeah. Audio, all of that kind of, like the really, really good plugins. Sounds just as good as, and this is like a lot of tube amps. So we're talking, we're skimming the stuff off the top. So we're skimming off the top of the dumbbells, yeah, because clearly they're gonna be. Not the lot of. They're going to be the cream, cream of the crop.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you can even like skim off the top level of like what is what's out there now. So your two notes and your Friedman's even and like all of the all. all I I would say if you're spending over the thousand pounds on a tube amp and you can't get it to sound better than a, a plug in, then you would need to learn how to dial in an amp.
0: Yeah, yeah, something's going wrong, isn't it? If you if you've got like a multi multi thousand pound or multi thousand dollar rig. Yep. And and it's not living up to those like digitized emulations of these sounds. Then, yes, yeah, I I agree with that. So let's take it kind of tube amp. What's he saying? Tube amp slash pedal setups. So we're talking kinds of uh, circuit circuit gigies musicians and kind of downwards. So like I'm rocking a, a classic thirty. With some relatively cheap Chinese pedals, uh, <laughs> for exactly the reason that you wouldn't want to bring a a laptop to a gig. I don't want to bring pedals that I care about to a gig.
1: Yeah, because and I, yeah, and if, I've had the bad consequence of bringing the pedals that I care about. We had the 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 Analog Man issue, and like I get it. Yeah, but I would also say that a, a like metal enclosure pedal has more chance of surviving than a a laptop.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, But where are you putting the laptop? I wouldn't have the laptop anywhere near the floor. Oh,
1: no, you put it as far away from the back, at the back of the stage at waist height minimum.
0: Yeah, here. And then you'd have something like one of those air step controllers set up, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's plausible. Um, Having that as the kind of the brain of your operation...
1: And the other thing is, he said, "Sounds better, not is better to use," because that's the other th- that's the other kind of key thing here is It's all well and good when your when your plugins are working perfectly, but when you're when you bring a computer and it decides to update halfway through a gig, <laughs> 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 as I mean, we all know, both Macs and and PCs at yeah, some yeah. point will just randomly say, "We're going to do an update in fifteen minutes," and if you're into, in the middle of a set and you're not even looking at your thing and you're just controlling it with your foot switch and then it just goes ding, 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 ding.
0: <laughs> yes yeah yeah the the kind of fuck you I'm updating you've told me you've told me no enough times I am just doing it now yeah. fuck the consequences but it's like it, the, the PC says oh like pick a time that you want to update and you go yeah like 12 o'clock at night but your gig's still going on <laughs> like no on call for you because my yeah. PC's now updating <laughs> one of fucking 73 updates. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean there is that. And and again, it's that wording that has kind of safeguarded against against the criticism because it sounds as good as and I think if you say look, is as good as you'd have to take into consideration the feel. And plugins have latency, which makes you feel slightly different. Yeah, like you'll have the the latency of the plugin, the latency of the the interface as well, and it all kind of adds up.
1: And uh. the other thing that you've got is how are you hearing the plugin? Yeah, are, it like because at a gig, if I'm not moving air, if I can't stand close to my amp and feel my amp. Yeah, it feels weird to me. Like when I do the gigs with the simplifier, and it's only coming through the fallback in front of me, it feels weird.
0: Yeah, it's like whenever you record at a studio and you're getting only stuff through like a, a monitor in a, in a control room, and your amps yeah. cooking about three yeah. doors down, it feels strange. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: uh, yeah, it's that exact thing, isn't it? And if it like if you can take into consideration the feel of the the rig as well tube amp with pedals will win every time because like you say you get in that like visceral like caveman feeling of big loud noise from behind you and feeling like you got fucking giant (laughs) gigantic testicles and you are literally the man
1: yeah yeah and like the the I get what he's saying but I think if you, even with a cheap tube amp and cheap pedals I think if you know what you're doing and to to dial it in and you can get to the sound that is in your head with that gear which most 90% of the time you can even with cheap gear I think I think it's going to sound better than a a, a native plugin even if it's based on something more expensive I just think that if if you know what you're doing and have the right equipment for that particular sound yeah and that's I, that i think is the case i think you you're far more versatile with your your plugins so if you're in a band that you know or if you're in three bands one of them plays metal one of them plays country and one of them plays pop then you're gonna have to make compromises if you've got a valve amp and a pedal board whereas if you've got a a, a thing with plugins you just run 30 different rigs across the... You
0: know. <laughs> That's it. This plugin will work for Country Band. This plugin will work for Metal Band. This one... Will, yeah. It, it, but, I mean, you could do the same with the multi-effects as well, couldn't you? You could do the same with Helix. You could do yeah, the same or Helix with... Or, yeah, or whatever. Um, yeah, I think if it was, like, again, if it was down to, like, this is a viable alternative for giga musicians, it's not. because Because of the... How am I hearing this... Am I gonna fuck up my laptop? Kind of these, all of these different things are just another worry for for a gig, and you don't want to be worrying about all that stuff. Yeah. Is my PC gonna update mid gig? <laughs> like, have I forgot to turn Wi-Fi off, and now it's <laughs> like dumping <laughs> in emails? <laughs> And I'm I'm fucked because yeah. like my
1: my a, CPU's my, lagging, yeah. And yeah, and I've got my latency's gone from half a millisecond to three seconds and all of a sudden I'm playing something and it's basically playing on a, a delay where there's no 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 initial sound and then a repeat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's all those kind of things. If your computer has like a critical failure, you're fucked. Like if an AMP starts crackling or whatever there's ways around it there's like if a pedal goes you can quickly rewire your board to go around it etc cetera, etc cetera.
1: yeah
0: there's like it's like old cars when they break versus new cars isn't it like when an old car would break you could jerry rig it and get it home and then work on it if a new car breaks and like the ecu has gone you're fucked unless you've got the specific computer to fix that fault,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: then you're fucked uh so it's that kind of thing, isn't it? And the simplicity of a an amp pedal setup will i don't think we we're, we're we're there yet we're not even we're not even close where plugins will will change that for the majority of us. But in terms of sound, I think there is an argument to be had there. But it's not for us to decide, is it? It is for the... For no, talk it's definitely podcast.
1: for the listeners to decide. Yeah. Just one one last point is, I used to use plugins for my rehearsing at home. And so I would turn my PC on and um, it was the, the wall of sound free plugin. So, you know, not yeah. the not the top tier. But it got to the point where I was playing not enough at home because... It's a a pain in the arse to turn your PC on. And I actually bought, and I never talked about it on the podcast, this, which is a Palmer pocket amp. Oh, nice. It's cheap 80 quid amp, but what it allows me to do is everything that I want to do when I'm at home. So it's got an aux in, so you can play MP3s through it, so you can play along with tracks. It has an output if you want to, but it's also just got a headphone jack, um, and it's got basically volume game... Treble and bass instead of tone, and then just diff- three different settings. So it's got um US, British, and vintage, and then it's got like light gain, heavy gain, clean, and then some mic stuff. And I wouldn't ever use it live; it doesn't sound good enough for me to use live. But at home for practicing, I've used this far more than I've than I in, in the last month since I've got it than I did in the previous six months.
0: That it sounds is. really similar to the... I think I've got it just behind me. Just, just a sec. It sounds really similar to... to this. Which is the Behringer GDI21, which has... A, look, I was I was listening to the, the description you said there. It's got drive, it's got treble, it's got bass, it's got level. You've got Cali, British tweed. You've got hot, high gain, and then clean. You've got off-centre, centre, center, and then... Classic. classic then on and off <laughs> the, for a ground lift
1: i've got ground and lift instead of <laughs> on and off <laughs> yeah so it's, this is probably just the metal enclosed version of that
0: absolutely um, and yeah I'd, I'd agree i'd agree look i could plug into this it doesn't sound like massively fantastic but it's good enough for you to go yeah that'll, that'll do
1: yeah and I've, I've literally now got a practice board set up at home it's got two drive pedals it's got um reverb and it's got got this on it at the moment and if I'd ever needed like modulation or anything I could put it on or whatever but yeah I went I I moved away from the quote unquote better sounding plugins because it yeah, was just for, too much of a faff
0: for ease of use yeah yeah and that's
1: and I picked this up for like 70 or 80 quid from Amazon yeah and yeah like it basically it does all of the things that simplifier does Not as well, yeah, but for less than half the price, and it means that I can leave a simplifier on the main board so that if I if my amp ever goes mid gig, I can just run a cable to the desk.
0: Yeah, and that's that's that backup, isn't it? And that's probably why I'm now going to be taking a an IR loader with me wherever I go (laughs) because I could run like I've got a spare output on my. Um, on my power supply I'm only running seven pedals and I've got eight out if if shit fully hits the fan I could run that final output like at the end of my delay pedal then a little patch cable into an IR loader run right. that into a desk it's not going to sound the greatest because like you don't have necessarily like a preamp but with a drive pedal it gets most say, of the way there
1: with a drive pedal you've it's okay you, so you've got an effects loop then because you, your preamp is away from your thing with all the modulations in between yeah You've, and you've just got a yeah a, a pedal a pedal board with a, a technically and or like not technically but you know what I mean it's almost like an effects loop, yeah. Um, yeah and I yeah I just for me the plugins are a, a wonderful home recording tool and to me nothing more.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 wonderful if you've got time to sit down and and faff about with it that that faffing is quite exciting and like finding these little tones and then like recording with with a plugin but then altering the the parameters of that plugin in real time when like listening back on a recording that's that's quite cool and like tweaking in your sounds to to absolutely fit the mix I get it I get it I do understand it um but again this is down to the the podcast listeners do you think that the let, let's get the wording correctly here the good plugin sound just as good as if not better than tube amps slash pedal setups these days. If you agree with that statement, there will be a vaguely positive um, <laughs> choice in a poll. And if you disagree with that one, there'll probably be one maybe slagging off at some point. <laughs> I don't know. Saying the blue box is shit or something. I don't know. We'll see how this goes.
1: I mean, if you put the blue box is shit, Against anything, it's going to 100%. win.
0: One hundred percent, one hundred and ten percent. Even if even I had
1: to get, if I, if I have to send it to every group chat that I'm in just to get them to vote for that particular option,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah I think we might have to do it this week. I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but there we go. Uh, we are we're pretty much at an hour. However, however, we have got some news. We've got some news that we have to. We we just have to. Because it's quite it's quite newsy news. And we are we we're journalists here. We're definitely journalists. Yeah. So news news. Um MXR, there was a leak this week of a new MXR product. So previously, about a year or two ago, they paired up with uh, Paul Cochran to do the MXR Timmy. So like a Mini pedal version of the Timmy, that sold pretty well. That's that's been quite popular. Now they are doing a uh, a pair up with Amazon. Uh, not Amazon. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, it could be the same people who make those pedals. Who knows? Uh With Analog Man, Analog Mike, to do what they are calling the Duke of Tone, which. I am gonna give away no prizes for what this is. Uh, what this is pointing at here. <laughs> so it looks very much like it's pointing at the uh, the V four version of the, the Prince of Tone. So it's got the uh, the switch on the front with the overdrive, boost, distortion switch. Uh, so like three different clipping options. I assume like LED clipping, maybe no clipping diodes for the boost, and then maybe something harsh like silicon. Uh, silicon diodes. Who knows? Like people, let let me know if you know any more on that. I, I'm not sure. So it's volume gain tone, or sorry, volume drive tone. I think is there they um how they it's label volume, them? Volume
1: drive tone, and then OD boost and dist. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, like your standard um, Prince of Tone stuff. Obviously, like the Prince of Tone and the King of Tone are much much more expensive, and you have to wait three years to get them. Whereas these are going to be a production model. So, we all gravy. However, $149 for this. What are we saying, Mr. McQuite?
1: I'm also reading that that's, that's a, a discounted price as well and the actual MSRP is over $200. <laughs> well, fuck that right in the ear. Yeah, that can get the fuck, but... My initial my initial thought is one hundred and fifty dollars. We all know U.S. products. By the time they get here, they just change the dollar sign for a pound sign, and we <laughs> just have to fucking bite the bullet. Yeah, but it's it's a little like. Bear in mind, it's a mini pedal, so you're gonna stand on it, and it's gonna fall over, even if it's fully on your board, and that's always mildly irritating. Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a production run drive pedal. Are we really paying? That kind of price for production run drive pedals in 2022? Like, I know there's some out there. Is anybody buying them?
0: Yeah. So, I think the concerns that we've got is that it's like, it's no bells and whistles. There's no fancy like effects loop or like MIDI or anything like that with it, which would bump the price up. There's no, it's not like, it's hand-wired or point-to-point point or anything like that. So there's no reason why that's pushing the price up. With the boutique guys who are doing like the their little runs of pedals, that's all being done by one person. So you're talking labour costs, you're talking R&D costs, and all of that is yeah. soaked up by that. This is essentially, like all of the R&D for this is and Logman. <laughs> like yeah. analog man have done their, that their
1: last twenty years of output. <laughs>
0: yeah, and even then, this is based on the blues breaker pedal, which weren't even theirs. Yeah. So,
1: like,
0: so you're all not paying of, for that. Yeah, all of that's already done. I get it. Like, components are getting more expensive, but if boutique manufacturers are putting their pedals out for like 150 quid, why is it that this is now going out for 150? Like, if it was, like, say, 110. You'd be a lot less sour about that, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, and like even then, for a mini, like I, I don't get like if it's in a mini pedal enclosure. Yeah, I think it has to be something that you want to try because I think, especially for a drive pedal or a boost pedal that you're going to be using regularly, you you don't or not many people have a drive pedal always on on their board if they're using a board. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay i know i know you do with your mojo mojo but like i if i i, I tend to set my amp how i want my clean sound yeah. and add drive pedals to it yeah and yeah. i might add seven drive pedals but i might add one drive pedal but i will i will change that none of my drive pedals stay on so yeah i get that the odd person might but like yeah you're going to be switching are, are them paying, on and off are you are you paying 150 quid for a pedal you're going to leave on all of the time like unless it's unless it's going to sound perfect for you i don't think you are i think you're i think if you're buying this most people are buying it as either a drive sound or a lead sound yeah Um, i mean
0: an overdrive or a distortion or a boost yeah
1: and and if and if you're doing that and you're going to stand on it it's going to wobble because it's a you know the width of two fingers rather than a palm and it's just they're always wobbly that's the first thing and so if I'd want it to be under a hundred quid. If 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 I'm buying a mini pedal, I don't think I'd spend like I know you've got like the exotic EP booster and 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 that, and I don't think I'd buy those because I, it, I just yeah I it, they're they're not for me just for the size of them, yeah. Regardless of how they sound, but this is a like a a copy of a Prince of Tone.
0: I, I mean, I, I picked this up recently, um, and this is basically a a Prince of Tone. Uh, copy i mean you can you can very much tell this will be appearing on the uh the no talk or tone within the next maybe month or so i'm not mentioning what it is because i want it to be a bit of a surprise but you you could agree that that is very much king yes of tone you flavor. can
1: tell exactly what that wants to be like yeah it's yeah. so much so the that layout <laughs> is the, the same there's, there's going to the, be a season assist
0: before before long um but this is very much based on that isn't it it's very much based on that yeah. these i think cost about forty quid new. And that's that's in a full size enclosure as well, though. Sounds really yeah. good.
1: And and yeah, like the the thing is you're like if you want a Chinese copy of a Prince of Tone you can pick one up. And I know these are MXR so they're made they're quote unquote made in the States, but I bet you they're all Chinese parts that are thrown together by a machine.
0: Oh yeah, I don't I don't even think MXR are claiming that their stuff's made in the US. I think their their stuff is just like made in China. I think it's only EHX that assemble them in the US and then go, yeah, it's US yeah. made.
1: Yeah, but uh, so at that at that point, why is it why is it one hundred and fifty quid? I know, okay, MXR we've got a bit of a brand name, but if Mua made this, it'd be sixty to eighty quid.
0: Yeah, but it's it's all of those people then taking their cut. Isn't it? It's MXR taking their cut. It's Analog Man also taking their cut. So it's it's kind of getting the gravitas of both of those companies as well as it being a readily available version of a pedal that takes patience to get. Yeah. But, I mean, just because people will buy it, it doesn't mean that it's right. And that's what we mentioned last.
1: Yeah, and I, I guess the only thing it's got going for it really is the fact that it's a clone, but it's made with the original builder's consent if you consider the Prince of Tone as the original rather than the Blues Breaker.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because Marshall ain't getting any kickbacks from this, are they? <laughs> Let's face it.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, but... yeah. I mean, if if you're going for it's a Prince of Tone, then it's a clone that has been made with the original manufacturer's consent.
0: Oh, why did not they not call it the Prince of Clone?
1: <laughs> well, I think they probably didn't want to use Prince in the week that Gillian Maxwell got 20 years for... <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah that that could possibly be the, the case
1: association with with uh he's no longer prince andrew is he he's, he he's re- just had to revoke yeah. his he's just andrew just andrew <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah oh dear right <laughs> we've got a final bit of news as well haven't we matt none of like this this bit won't lead, lead us into kind of legal Trouble with the, the monarchs. <laughs> you know what happens if you if you get in hot water with them.
1: Yeah. She rubs her face off your money and you can't spend it anymore. It <laughs> <laughs> comes around and <laughs>
0: on your on your it scubs out. Yeah. <laughs> so Stroman. Stroman, we've heard of those guys, Streuman. Yeah. Those are those pedals I can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've they did a little teaser at the start of the week and then they've released uh, a PR thing about the V2 versions of certain ones of their pedals.
1: Yeah, it's the the, the boxy square ones, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're talking not all of the Stryfector, but li- like two of the three, because it was Blue Sky, L Cap and the Morbius, weren't it? With a Stryfector.
1: Um, no, it was... Are you want about the the timeline in the big sky? Oh, timeline! The, it was a timeline. The big sky and the mob, Mobius, which were the they were the bigger units that have all the features that these ones are adding.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, so these they were yeah. the trifecta, and they're course, not being changed. Yeah, cool, of course, yeah, cool. So, um, yeah, these are like lot the the individual units, aren't they? So, sorry, the blue sky, yeah. the Flint, yeah, El Cap, Lex, Deco, and the dig dig. Is I mean the the other ones are like the older units, aren't they? The dig has been is possibly the newest out of those lot.
1: Yeah, the dig is about five or six years, and I think the deco is about eight, and I think the rest of them are from before I was listening to podcasts. So we're going back like twelve, thirteen years.
0: Yeah, and there was there was at the time there was big big um, there was there was a lot of um, hype around these. Went there? there was there was big hype
1: yeah and, and when when these or oh, certainly when i first kind of came into like getting nerdy about pedals which i would guess was about 2010 2011 ish that kind of time these were the pinnacle of the in, like quote unquote individual units. so you've got like the the one that turns your amp into a fender by having the tremolo and reverb you've got the yeah. you know the, the 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 um the there's there's one that does like a shorter delay and it's like a delay style pedal and you know you've yeah. got the, the the blue is the blue sky one of these blue sky is the verb isn't it yes is that one is that one of these ones that yeah yeah, sorry. yeah the blue skies yeah yeah, yeah. so like you, you know you're getting they they were kind of like the ones that people were focusing on and then like when the dig came out everyone was like oh this is the the pinnacle of digital delay but i mean that's like i say five six years ago and like the world has moved very very quickly for for like these kind of pedals, what was yeah. a world where like they've not been updated for, like I say, some of them for over ten years. So they would they would maybe do an update, but also the whole pedal business has moved completely in that time. Then it, it's not like we're in the world where the Strymon Flint is the be all and end all of tremolo reverb pedals.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, if we go back to the factor. The strife vector was on every like every other board yeah. you you would see about 10 years ago you'd see it on every other board there'd be pride of place would be the Strife vector and there'd be some choice um drive pedals that kind of sat around it yeah and that went out of fashion
1: five for, years ago yeah
0: at, at, at least if if not a bit if more not, yeah um, and
1: for a while it was replaced by the h9 and now yes. I don't see that anymore and i don't really, like i i, I like i don't saying i don't see it but like what i mean is it's not like it's not on every second or third board that you see on P-Bod. yeah like,
0: and it, i think the reason for that is because there's been there's been alternatives since then there's been answers from each of the big uh, manufacturers especially boss boss have really knocked it out the part with the like the dd500 cool. the dd200 even getting to stuff like the sy um 200 uh sorry is s y five, uh, 5 and 300 is it um yeah.
1: no i think i'm pretty sure it's the s y two, the s y 200 yeah yeah
0: uh so you yeah so you've got those those units you've got the reverb ones you've got the delay ones you've even got the overdrive modulator as well i think the od 200 yeah. um those those have taken parts of where that that market would be because the the um the strife vector did ambience, it did modulation. But now there are uh, other units which tailor slightly more to... Because that would be like a generic kind of blanket. You could get lots of different reverb sounds and lots of different delay yeah. sounds and lots of different uh, modulations. Whereas if you wanted very specific ones, some of these other things do that better. So rather than everyone having this one kind of blanket solution, there are people... That you'll see the D the DD pedals on on board. You'll see, you might see an H nine. You might even see stuff like the uh, the M five, the the uh, beloved beloved prodigal son, the M five, <laughs> Yeah. like the cheap man's uh,
1: yeah. Morbius, isn't it essentially? <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, and the when we go back to when these pedals were released, the 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 update to these is they're getting an extra knob and they're getting MIDI functionality and they're getting you can plug them into your computer with a, a USB C now.
0: Yeah, so there's a, there's a few things apparently like algorithms have been updated. the um, The chips have been uh, so they're using ARM processors now as well. So it's it's okay. a lot so more, a more yeah it's it's got a lot more poke to it. Like the the processors are better and they've uh, they've tweaked the algorithms and at some like in some uh, instances completely reads on the algorithms to be up to like modern standards but it all it it all seems like incremental like improvements on stuff that really needs an overhaul rather than an incremental improvement
1: yeah and i i, I don't know many people these days i mean i i talked about occasionally earlier on in the past podcast life i think i was after an l cap for a while and then decided against it yeah. but for the most part i don't know anybody that's kind of seen this as their end game for seen a strymon pedal like one of these or even one of the th- one of the big 3 the the mobius timeline big sky i don't think i've seen anybody talking about that as being their end game for a particular thing for a good while now yeah like p- people have moved and like it it used to be you either got these ones with the, the the two button ones that are the smaller, I say smaller because they're the smaller of this the Strymon ones. They're still like twice the size of a normal pedal. But yeah. these would be the ones that you get if you just want a specific thing. And then if you if you had a MIDI switcher, you'd go for the big ones because you could do or they they've got all of those things built in them. But you can also talk to them in MIDI. Whereas these little ones, you couldn't. And like there were people people that kind of built their boards around these. Yeah, but that doesn't happen anymore. And like as much as I avoid it, and you. For the most part, avoid it. Mid- MIDI switching is becoming a bigger and bigger thing in the in the community, so that's why yeah. they've added that in. But I think I think Strymon are too late to this. I think if they wanted to get into the MIDI switching for, for these pedals, they needed to do it when the AS eight was released, and that must be six seven years old.
0: Oh, absolutely,
1: yeah. Yeah, so that's, if, if yeah, that's so the advent of it all, was not it? Yeah, yeah. They're they're so late to the party, and like that was like the, the first kind of like mainstream um midi switcher or or just switcher but yeah. i think i think that, i think they're too late i think if they'd have reacted then and put midi into them then maybe they'd have they'd have had a bit of a lease of life and maybe we'd be getting like like you say overhauls of this range but yeah. really it just redoing this range with slightly better algorithms and slightly better chips and slightly more switchability and like they've added an extra knob on everything and these things were supposed to be the pinnacle of like they were so ultra dialable and the reason i never bought one was because there's so many things in it that you've got to dial everything in so well and there's so many different parameters that it was just off-putting in the end so to add an extra knob to most of these just makes that even worse for me so it it, there's a a barrier to entry to somebody who wants that and bearing in mind they've all all of those knobs have got secondary functions that you can access if you do certain things with the pedal like I don't want ten knobs on me delay pedal or me <laughs> reverb pedal or. I well, you want, shouldn't have
0: come to that party I, then, I Matt. Don't,
1: I don't want ten knobs on a Deco, which is basically a tape, yeah, preamp emulator.
0: Yeah, you you want four <laughs> controls, don't you?
1: Really, <laughs> at maximum, like, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, they're definitely not for me. And like, the more the more I've kind of got gear, like I. I love the the, the new neighbor um, or whatever it's called, new nine bar, whatever it is, the, the reverb pedal that I've got, but that's got, that's got four knobs on it. Plus the reverb type. Yeah. And I, I tend to find myself going back to my Hoff mini for 80% of my reverb sounds. Yeah. yeah I'm just using simple. the new neighbor for like any of the ambient sounds that I need. Yeah. Because it's easier on the fly for me to tip up or down the, the, the one knob on my half mini than it is for me to, <laughs> to figure out what the in, fuck's going on. in my my new neighbour.
0: Yeah, yeah, like... yeah, yeah. It's one of those isn't it, where you you don't you're not really going to be adjusting that on the flight. If anything with more than three knobs, you're not really going to be touching it. Gig.
1: Yeah, um, you need to have it set as the the sound, and it needs to be your sound. And if you're in a cover band. Yeah. Okay. Adding adding MIDI to these makes these possibly viable, but also you're if you're in a cover band, you've probably bought something to do the job that is MIDI controlled already. Yeah. Or that has a, an easy way to switch through patches that doesn't need a MIDI controller, like a Line Six M5.
0: Yeah. I mean, you've got the Line Six M5 that you can control through MIDI. If you wanted something that is, uh, like say for example, the Big Sky that does big old fancy reverbs with presets. You could buy something like the, uh, the Templo by Xander Effects, which has got MIDI. It's got switchable presets. It's also got MIDI presets as well. Yeah. And they're coming in at about 200 quid, whereas these are like 3... What is it? Three is it three, three four 50? nine to 368 or something yeah. like that. It's
1: like 350 so, to three ish which... Yeah. It's a hell of a lot of money for add digital delay and add digital reverb and a reverb and tremolo pedal and yeah
0: yeah. There's alternatives out there that that make these kind of obsolete, isn't there? Like there's there's big boy alternatives like the boss stuff. There's home home brew. I say home brew, but look. More boutique homebrew stuff like like yeah. the OnePlus stuff, like the OnePlus metaverse that was released this week, which we haven't mentioned. Fuck. F-
1: completely <laughs> forgot
0: about that. Uh but like stuff like that and like the Xander stuff, which will be cheaper even still.
1: Yeah.
0: And like arguably more switchable and more options as well. So yeah, where where are you going with this Strymon? Come on. Where are you going? Yeah, what I
1: mean I'm t- I'm trying to think of the last like Proper new things Dryman did, and Still I think redo oh, many. Yeah, but again,
0: like if know. you if you're they not talking drive because they did the sunset and the um the the red and the yellow one I can't remember what the fucking called, uh. But yeah. you had those the kind of digital drive pedals, and then you had yeah. the um the Iridium Before that, it was the Dig. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, and like I say, that's six seven years ago. But yeah, oh oh but... in
0: fact it wasn't it? it was the Volante wasn't it? and then the night sky. Oh uh,
1: yeah, I forgot about the Volante.
0: Yeah, they're slightly I, bigger.
1: I, I also never saw anybody use one of those.
0: Think, um, um Mikey on Pedal Doom did the did the night sky. Uh I'm I think he might have also had a Volante, but I'm not sure. I'm sure yeah. we know someone who's got a Volante. Might be Will actually. I think Will had one.
1: Yes, no he did because when we rebuilt this board it was Underneath, because he had a switcher. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. But like, I don't, yeah, I think, I think Strymon might be a little bit falling behind the times and. Yeah, out of touch. Yeah, a little bit out of touch with the way that things have moved on.
0: Yeah. But we'll, we'll see. We'll, like, this was literally released maybe yesterday. So we've not really seen what the, um, what the communities are saying yet. I've I've seen a few people going oh like new stuff from Storman. but it takes a few days for that that news to sink in and people to actually form opinions of it, doesn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: So we'll we'll probably see over the next week what people actually start thinking of this and if it's got legs or if if maybe it's a bit a bit too late for Storman. but we'll see. Anyway, that is the podcast. That is that is where we're ending for this week. I'm extended a thank you to you listeners. You are amazing people. Uh, thank you for making it this far. I extend a special thank you to the uh, the Patreon backers. And if you are a Patreon backer, you might have been sent an email this week to do with an RSS feed for a bonus podcast. <gasps> what? <laughs> yes. Um. It may may or may not work. I'm in the process of trying to get that to work. So just bear with me. It will, it will, damn it. Um, but yeah, we've got a bonus podcast. If you really want to listen to it, it's up on the uh, the Patreon feed at the moment. So you can, I know it's a pain in the arse, but you can go through the Patreon feed and listen to it that way. Or if you are patient, you can wait and you'll get, I think there's about four or five different audio podcasts in that. Um, bonus feed already kind of queued up like from from days gone by. So <laughs> there you go it's a it's a fantastic reason to join up for that that patreon there's some bonus content woo, Woo. and it's available to all tier members um what's also available to those people is a shout out on the podcast
1: (laughs) far more important
0: indeed that you get every week without fail and those people are as follows mr andrew bimson Mr. Adam Yeomans, Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects, of Masters of the Cinematic Universe, and the Just Surprise Me podcast. We have got Mr. Hugh G-Rection. Yeah! We have got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups, and we have got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast. I think he also appeared on a Just Surprise Me recently as well.
1: He's on that fairly regularly at this point, I think. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, so so maybe maybe we'll just include him on that as well. And Brian yeah. Gower of the Just Surprise Me podcast. <laughs> there we go. And if you, he's not
1: tough yeah, he is now. <laughs> yeah, you heard it
0: here first. Yeah, even you, Brian. You heard it here first. Oh, I've got to give a shout out to the tone jerks guys, actually. Um I I posted in their, their Facebook group. They they absolutely called us out and it was just the funniest <laughs> fucking thing. Um, I would suggest, I think it was not, not this most recent episode, the episode before, go check it out. If you listen to this podcast and just, you, you will, you will love that, honestly. (laughs) Um, So massive shout out to those guys. Um, If you want to find me online, I am Budget Pedal Chap. Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. YouTube, of course, is the home to the No Talk All Tone series and the No Talk All Tone Versus series. This week, what have I done? oh it's the uh, donna yellow Fall delay which is a little bit of a like budget pedal cult classic you see them on on a few boards and i'm seeing what the what the fuss is about i owned one about 4 years ago and was like yeah it's okay but i've got one back and yeah i'm i, I get it i really do so yep. so check check that out Quite a, quite a short video as well, actually. I think about four minutes, because it's a delay pedal with three knobs. So, how much <laughs> can you really do better? Uh, but it sounds sounds wicked.
1: Check it out, um Matt. Where can we find you? Uh, he'll underscore Matt Q on Twitter and to Instagram. Woo. I nearly I nearly forgot then. <laughs> it's it's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult. Yeah. I mean, it's a
0: it's a light one tonight, so. It we is. we can be excused. But that that'll be a lot for this week. So from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Jup. From Mr. Matt Quine oh, Say bye Matt. Bye Matt. <laughs> it will mm. be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Bye bye. the blanket say when it fell
1: off the bed i don't know what did the blanket say when it fell off the bed
0: oh shit
1: <laughs> yeah that's much more that's much more 11 o'clock at night friendly <laughs> isn't it Woo, yeah
0: that's it